a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars Protects. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, welcome to have uh, you people on board listening each and every week. And uh, please subscribe on iTunes, get it on Stitcher, get it on the Pulpamex app. Uh, you can get it on just uh, uh, Racer X as well. Any way you want uh, to do it, you can get the show numerous, numerous ways. So uh, thanks again, people. Really appreciate it. Uh, F- uh, Fly Racing, I should say, uh, flyracing.com, the official gear of uh, Blake Baggett, who just dominated Lakewood. Uh, this past weekend, and uh, so please go to flyracing.com. The F2 carbon fiber helmet with MIPS is uh, straight out of the box, onto the rider's head. Nothing custom about it. It is exactly the one you can buy in the dealers that Baggett and Millsaps and, and, and Shorty for years and Canard and all those guys wear. So please check out flyracing.com. 2017 and a half kinetic mesh stuff out now. Latest and greatest. And also Damon Bradshaw. Where's Fly? So why not get it? Please check them out. Also, too, Alpine Star Protects. You know these people as the boot company, of course, but whether it's the uh, Bionic Neck Support Tech Carbon uh, Neck Guard, the, the A1 Roost Guard, the full Fluid Tech Carbon Knee Brace, Alpine Star Protects, they got a whole line of products that uh, you should check out on their website uh, besides the boot. They, uh, they, work, they work hard off the track to... Uh, Bring you a complete line of stuff that uh, will protect you out on the bike. And uh, we thank those guys as well for coming on. All right. So I love doing podcasts like this one with my upcoming guests because, yeah, we all know about the riders. But whether it's uh, Ross Maeda or Rob Hendrickson or Rich Taylor, the goggle guy, or uh, media people or whatever, there's all these people behind the scenes that uh, have been in the sport and in the pits for, for, for a long, long time. And uh, it's part of their job to do it. And uh, oftentimes their stories are more interesting than the riders who are sheltered little little riders in, the, in homeschooled. So uh, with me. On the line, I uh, used to used to be my truck driver, everybody, and we'll get into that. He'll talk about the great stories and the things he learned from me. Uh, Brian Barnhart, what's up, Brian? How are you? <laughs> Good, Steve. Great to be on the show. Um, I was. You're probably what? Would, would you say I was number one or number two of all the mechanics you worked with, as far as just loving me? <laughs> uh, you were in the top ten. For sure. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> no, you threw my phone in the garbage one day. You threw it in the yeah, garbage. I, don't, I really don't remember that. <laughs> I don't. But, but go you got to remember, you know, uh, everybody would leave their crap out all the time. Mm-hmm. And it just got to the point where I was like, all yeah. right, you guys are all over. <laughs> Back then, we were all over 20. Yep. I'm throwing it away. I'm not cleaning up after everyone. Yeah. You know? No, you were the gnarliest truck driver oh. I think I ever had as far as, like, the rules go. Very, ah. very angry. 
Oh, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about this. So currently you drive for Monster Energy Kawasaki. Uh, how many years is this for, with you for Cowie? Uh, this will be since 2003, so what is that, 13 years? Yeah, jeez, okay. Yeah. yeah, wow, long time. Long I didn't, time. Yeah, I didn't know it was that long. Um, it's uh, it's a little uh, – okay, so I've got a top team right now that kind of asked me to put the word out to get them a driver, right? Um, they, didn't re- <laughs> they didn't really want to tell everybody, but they wanted me to, you know, maybe just see what, what's out there. And and we talked about this with their current driver who's getting, like, a promotion. Um it's so much more to being a supercross motocross uh, transport hauler than just driving the truck. Like these, some of the resumes I get that I passed on are just, you know, I look at them and they don't have any prior uh, racing experience with teams in, yeah. in, in, in four wheel or two wheel or anything. And I just think to myself, man, like maybe you could do it, but holy crap, it's the driving the truck, Brian, is probably what, 30% of the job? Yeah, driving the truck is basically our days off, is, is the way I see it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's the time you get to yourself, and honestly, you get to kind of relax a little bit, believe it or not. Right. That's the, the easiest part of the job, somewhat, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I know what team you're talking about, and they've asked me 10 or 15 times, of who who would you hire? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right, you know? right. It's, it's just kind of tough. Yeah, it's uh, it's from, from the cooking to the stocking of parts to helping the mechanics on race day to helping the riders yeah. out to going shopping for things. I mean, it is just, yeah, driving yeah, the truck. Yeah, nonstop is... videoing, supply shopping. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone has a request, yep. you know, yeah, hey, I like this or I want that or even some of my media friends. Uh, they have requests. We do. We do. <laughs> yeah, certain coffees and drinks. And <laughs> I, 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 those uh, guys sound like assholes. I, I don't know what. You, I don't know. <laughs> some of them can be pretty tough, right, you know. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big job, man. And I honestly, I always talk about Brian how I would never want to be a mechanic again, and I really wouldn't because I look back and I'm like, holy crap! Like it was so yeah. much work. And honestly, truck driver is probably. Uh, not far off that list of things I wouldn't want to do because besides all the work that you're doing on race day, uh, you are also uh, uh, gone away from home, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're traveling for sometimes weeks or even months at a time. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's, it's, how are, it's hard. Yeah, and so you try to get back whenever you can. Obviously, you're married with kids and everything, right? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kawasaki's pretty good that – you know, if it starts to go on a long stretch, that I'll, I'll fly out, and then we'll have uh, uh, Chappie, our team green driver. He'll mm-hmm. fly in, and he'll take over for me for a week, yep. you know, just to break it up a little bit. Uh, take us through, take the listeners through, never mind the hours behind the wheel and the miles driven, but, t- okay, so you get to you get to a city or a town or whatever, either supercross or motocross. Take yep. us through, like, a couple of days and things that you will do. Basically, we'll somewhat race to the next hotel mm-hmm. um, from that event because as you know all the semis are trying to get into the hotel parking lot so <laughs> we'll all basically uh try to get to the next places you know legally mm-hmm. and yep. as quick as possible so we can get parked inside the hotel and then start basically smoothing over with the manager that we're going to take <laughs> you know per truck 15 whole- 2000 gallons worth of water you know to, to wash the bikes and wash yep. the truck and wash the mats and and clean helmets and boots and gear and all that stuff. So, okay. Once we get parked in there, 
start filling up with water, then you start getting your you know your shopping list ready, mm-hmm. your supply list ready. Um, I'll send the parts list to the mechanics so they can start pulling parts to bring back for the next yep. week's build. Yeah, and the mechanics and, uh, the mechanics will write down things they take out of the truck from the prior week, so you now have yep. that list, right? I mean, at least that's how we did it at Yamaha. Yeah, they'll yep. write down, and then I'll I'll go through all the drawers and just see what um, mm-hmm. is being used heavily, right? And and make sure I have plenty of that. Um, just because they'll they'll see ten things in the drawer sometimes, but yeah. they might need fifteen, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll just I'll go through the parts a little bit, and I'll and I'll write down a few things and oils, sure. fuel, whatever we might need, and get that off to them. And then I'll start uh, I'll start washing as soon as I can. Hopefully, like on a Tuesday. Uh huh. You know, get the whole truck washed, um, inside completely clean from front to rear. Yep. Uh, upstairs, everything. So um, you'll unload all the bikes or whatever, or move them around or whatever, yeah. work around them. Right? I'll unload the bikes. I'll get those washed just because they're dirty, so you don't want to put them back in the truck. Yep. Dirty after you clean. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and wash those for the guys and get that ready. So when they do land on uh, normally Wednesday afternoon, they can immediately go to work and start, you know, yeah. tearing them down and getting their solvent work done and, and start reassembling. All right, so that's um, uh, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, probably. Yeah, it's Tuesday, Wednesday. Then Thursday morning, first thing, um, I'll ask the guys, "Hey, you want anything special this week? You want to you want to eat anything special?" Sometimes they say, "Yeah" or "No" or whatever. You know, surprise us. I'll go food shopping first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and uh, get all that knocked out. Drinks. How much will that? Sure. How much will that bill be? Oof, it depends. Like, you know, some weeks it's. On average, it's like five hundred bucks. Yeah, and then some weeks it's you know seven or eight hundred. You right. know, if we have press day, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody will say, "Hey, let's let's cook ribs this week, or chicken, or you know, <laughs> right. something extra." Yeah, yeah. We'll, and, we'll and, do that. And that's like at the end of Saturday, that stuff gets thrown away, be, or whatever's left over, because it's not going to stay all week for the most part. No, well, yeah. I mean, some of it. A little bit yeah. of lunch meat left over. Yeah. Uh, there'll be some bread left over because everyone likes a certain type of bread, you know, so <laughs> right. you can't just get three loaves and go, all right, you know, you're good. Where yeah. some riders like this, I, I like rye, this guy likes sourdough, what he about, likes French rolls. What about Baker, you know. Alden? Hey, the mate. <laughs> hey, mate. <laughs> too much sugar, too much this. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> get, get some wraps, some low-carb wraps with no, you know. <laughs> GMOs and HMO, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. yeah, he had his list. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. And then we'll, you know, finish shopping, get it all loaded in the truck. Um, they're, they're still building their bikes inside the trailer at that point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if I don't have anything to do, I'll, I'll help them. You know, sometimes I grease stuff for them or clean stuff or whatever, you know, yeah. I can help them with. And then, uh, or I'll put parts away that they had brought in that are extra. Yep. And um, I'll go out and probably polish my wheels, do a little quick once-over, um, make sure all my paperwork's straight, and be ready to go for, for Friday morning mm-hmm. uh, and, to actually go to the stadium. Yep, so Friday you head to the stadium and tr- uh, tent, tent set up, huh? Yep, go into the stadium. Hopefully I can get parked at a decent hour. Mm-hmm. 
which sometimes doesn't happen, but get parked, make sure our spot's good, make sure that if, like, the president's coming or right. some high-ups are coming that we're in a good spot, we're monsters happy because... Yeah, a lot of that, always, right? Yeah, the the, yeah. the parking of trucks yeah. is very political. Like, and I'm not just for you guys. For you know, even Butler Brothers back in the day, and and, and all these yeah. other smaller teams that 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 I I know people who own them or, or work them at Motor Triple X when Alan Brown was running it. Like, it's very political and it's very uh, controversial oh, yeah. at times. Oh yeah, you get other truck drivers pissed off at you, or yeah, yeah, team managers or right. You know, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you parking early? Eh. <laughs> I've been here for a while, so right. They kind of, the courtesy, you know, let me get in there, yeah. you know. Or have you seen this big green claw on the side of our truck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Have you noticed that? Actually, that doesn't that doesn't get you as far as some people think. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I can't go. Hey, I know I don't have press day today, but uh, I like to park on Thursday. Right. And yeah. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I got to go like massage your back, and hey, you know, hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get me in here. So Friday, oh. Friday, set up the tent, uh, which is yep. which sucks. Uh, mechanics, mechanics, and you guys are setting up the tent up. Do you have at Kawasaki? Yep. You have a crew that comes in Fridays that do not set the tent up, right? Yeah. So yes. like, yes. Uh, you know, me, Travis, and Kranz, we'll, you know, yep. we'll set everything up on Friday, and we got a pretty good system. Mm-hmm. Where as long as you keep everyone moving, you know, it goes pretty quick. We can do it in an hour and. 20 minutes, hour and a half. Yep. And uh, once we get that all set up, done, bikes will come out, and then we'll normally sit down and have some lunch of some sort. And you have to cook that or make that? Yeah. I'll either make it or we'll have sandwiches or right, right. or whatever. Yep. Depending on. Yeah. Sometimes we have pizzas. Just depends. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, so are you just hanging out while they're building? They're finishing building and teching and everything? Um, sometimes I'll go help them with sound. Yep. I'll carry the mufflers down there. Or, um, there's always something to do. You know, you're something broke the week before. It's a good time to fix like, uh, yep. lights or, you know, anything sure. in the trailer. Yep. Uh, you know, those little things probably maybe do another little quick cleanup because, uh, you know, it does get a little dusty in there mm-hmm. on setup day. So kind of just straighten up everything and get everything ready for, you know the riders and the and the Friday crew to come in. Yep. Yeah. Um. Then in race day, whether it's nationals or well, supercross, you get there about. You sleep in the truck on Friday nights? No, no, no. no. Hotel. Yeah, even hotel. at nationals. Uh, you know, a lot of the nationals all camp out on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Yeah. It's just kind of easier and whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a fun time. Right. You, know, you go watch a bunch of people getting drunk out in the field is. <laughs> Normally pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, and we were just talking about this the other day. How different are the Nationals now? Like, the move to Saturday, the live TV package, like, they are yeah. just a shell of what they used to be as far as Friday night entertainment. Yeah, I I, I had said something to Roy just this last week, and then um, Rob Bidas actually called me about it. And yeah. I said, hey, you you got to promote the party and just hope a dirt bike race breaks out. Yeah. Yeah, you got to bring that back. You got to. I'm not saying let everyone run through the bonfire like they used to. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not tip a car. Let's not tip a cop car over like we did at Washington. Yeah, let's not stab a horse like they did that one year. The (laughs) you know the cop car thing or the even that fire truck deal the one year they took that over at Redbud, I believe. Yeah. (laughs) Just 
but you know, get a party going and, yeah. and let them let them go, and hey, they'll wake up, you know, hungover and oh, there's a dirt bike race yeah. today, yeah, and, and then go watch it, right? You know? Yeah, I they agree. need to bring that back. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty nutty back back at times. Um, oh God! So at nationals, you're up at six, and you probably yep. never stop moving until you know seven at night. Yeah, basically, basically get right. up at you know pretty early. Starting this week on, I'll actually start making breakfast, for, you know, for the guys. Because mm-hmm. the first couple rounds are are kind of crazy, so yep. I'll, you know, I won't do that, but I'll get up, start making breakfast, and uh, they'll show up. We'll all eat, and then start loading the mule with with everything I need for the mechanics area, and getting the spray washers out, mm-hmm. and getting all their chemicals ready to go, getting. Uh, a few loose odds and ends, like making sure autograph lines going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to affect any other team. Yeah. Hey, digging trenches for uh, washing. Oh, God. You know, washing. Yeah. 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 Digging trenches in the front of the tent sometimes and even around each mechanic, you know. Yeah. It's my exercise time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> again, this, this goes to show people all the things you do besides driving, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot. Uh, nothing. I've always said the worst job in motocross is ta- tearing the tent down at the end of a national day. Oh my god, I hated that. Like uh, you're so beat, you're so worked, you're pissed off. Because uh, I yep. never really worked for a rider besides Ferry that won a little bit here or there. You're basically pissed off, and uh, and now this tent has to come down. And man, yeah, like, it's so yeah. much work. Yeah, that's and and everyone wants to go talk about the race. Yeah, and it's like for me, it's hurting cats. <laughs> All right, guys, come on. We gotta, we gotta knock this tent out yeah, now. Come yeah. on, they need you now. Right, we. You gotta go. You do the zipper. You do the straps. We'll do. You know, Jimmy trying P- to get everybody moving is is tough after a race. Jimmy Perry loved to go get results, quote unquote, after the race. Oh yeah, uh, go, yeah. I gotta go. Okay, Jimmy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've had suspension guys, you know, because they're notorious for kind of slipping off, and uh-huh. I gotta go talk to the rider or something. And yeah. I normally make those guys like my, I call them my interiors manager. So they're in charge of the inside. Just go vacuum and wipe stuff down. What do you yeah. want us to wipe? Anything. Anything, just, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. just stay busy. Right, right. No. <laughs> um, Everybody's got to pitch in. Yeah, no, it's a lot of work, man. It's it, it, You guys on the teams, um, you know, uh, I always, people are like, oh, Matthews, you got to travel. Dude, I get in Friday night. <laughs> And I leave first thing the next morning. You know what I mean? Like, woe is me. Yeah. I can show up at the track whenever. I don't like, yeah. Like, the, you guys are the ones that work. Um, yeah. You know, so I always tell people, like, well, it's so, it, you don't even understand. And then if you have a mutter, if there's a national, it's a full mutter. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You just screw it. You're going to the river. Just put it in. <laughs> Throw it in the truck. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a full river trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, right? Because um, there's nothing you can do. No, no, not really. You can't clean anything. You can't put anything in clean. You can't. You can't wipe your feet. You can't do anything. So just, just throw it in. Yeah, just get it in there. Right. Yeah, it's it's nuts. The the, the things that you guys have to do, and then it's on to the next yeah. ride. Um, now the Nationals yep. have worked hard in recent years to make the schedule a little bit easier. That Washougal one is is stands out because um, that's the that's the only weekend they can have it or whatever, but. Um, yeah. Um, 
the national schedule is easier than maybe it's ever been. The Supercross guys, I mean, they tell you they try to make it easier, but man, (laughs) it's pretty gnarly. Like, I don't, I mean, a lot of teams have two drivers, right? The big factory teams for some of those halls. Some of them do. A lot of them don't. Mm -hmm. You know, they, I've preached it for the past couple of years that, you know, next year they're going to start this whole electronic logbook deal. Mm -hmm. And, and there is no, you know, once that e-log comes on, yeah. the electronic logbook, um, there is no line. There's no backing up. Yep. There's no, I mean, your speed is monitored. It writes you up as you go. Yeah. It's 100% legal. And uh, uh, I've heard rumors of the schedule for next year, and I, I just started laughing. I just don't know how some of these smaller teams right. are, are going to be able to pull this off. With tighter budgets, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. You guys are okay. You'll hire a driver. You'll be legal. Your factory Honda or factory Cowie and factory Honda, and yeah. all those guys will be fine. But you yeah. know, when it comes to um, the smaller they teams, gotta think yeah. the whole group. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's going to be expensive on us. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's it's not. Uh, they definitely got to get. You know, I've preached to the management. I've gone to some managers' meetings and said, "Hey, you know, this is coming." Yeah. You know, <laughs> you guys better start getting on. You know, Feld or, but they've got to take this yep. in consideration. Yep. You know, and the, and the national ske- and the national schedule is easier than it used to be. They've they've worked pretty hard on that. Yeah. 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 It's it's not bad at all. I mean, the wash the wash Google thing is not bad because it is a week off. Yep. After right. So, you know. There's no issues there. Right. And that actually allows people to go back to their shop, regroup, reload, and, and then go to, you know, Unadilla for the last couple of rounds or whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's tough. Hey, so getting back into your career a little bit, um, you're from Southern California and you kind of started out being a mechanic, huh? Yeah. I, I grew up in, in Santee, California, which is, was right next to El Cajon, mm-hmm. which was the Cajon zone. And, and as a real young kid, I would ditch school and go watch, uh, you know, Rick Johnson, um, all those guys, uh, yeah. Glover, yes, the Cali guys and yep. Glover and man, what, everyone. Would Oakmara. you go to, would you go to Palm Avenue or where would you go? Where would they go? Yeah. I wrote, I rode Palm Avenue a lot. Mm-hmm. And then like we would never park by all the factory guys. Yeah, uh, when they would test there, my dad would make us park up on the top, and then I would ride around. Hey, dad, I'm going to go watch, and I'd I'd ride down on the backside and sit there on my 80 and just, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe who's here today. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and you name a factory guy, they were there. Yeah, you know, and you, you some of them you could talk to, some of the mechanics they would run you off, but um, <laughs> for the most part, you could damn near ride up and get an autograph or, or talk to him, you know? Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. Um, and there were some, like, secret tracks in, in El Cajon Hills, right? Like Dogger Hat and stuff yep. and, and all that. Like, there yeah. was, I think Herring, Andy Harrington told me a few of them, a few of them too. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cresta. There was a track up there in La Cresta. Um, we used to, I don't know how we found it back then, but we would get information that RJ, he had a track out in, it was like a mule area. Okay. And it was fenced in, and it was a badass Supercross track. And we would find someone with a driver's license, get in their truck or car, yep. drive out to the mall, 
and and sometimes there, there he'd be there, and then sometimes nobody'd be there. <laughs> right, right. You know, we'd watch him in Stanton sometimes, yeah. or you know, yeah, uh, when he was on Yamaha, you'd see him and uh, Brock, and it was just awesome. Yeah, that's cool for sure. As a kid growing yeah. up in the middle of Canada, and you know, with only reading about these guys, it's pretty cool to to, to do. Yeah, and then uh, at my parents' house where I lived. About a mile down a dirt road, I had we had a track we called uh, Red Sands, or they, a lot of people called it uh, Baders. Okay. Because Bader Manet was from Santee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Fisher, a um, bunch of those guys, they would ride there. So you could go, I'd get on my bike, ride out a mile, and, whoa, you know, who's here today? And they'd be out there just burning laps. Right, right. And you'd watch, and then when they got off, you'd get on the track and try to show them that <laughs> you could ride. <laughs> Um, it was, it was, it, I mean, it was great. Right. So, at some point, are you are you wrenching for somebody or? Um, I worked on a bunch of kids, like you know, intermediates, yeah, novice, a bunch of my friends raced. Yeah, we'd go to Barona. Uh, I hung out with Danny Dovey a lot back then. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dovey was God. He was he was older than me, but uh huh. Somewhere around there in the late 80s or early 90s he was like the jt guy yeah that's would, right uh, yeah oh man we were like oh my god did you talk to <laughs> how'd you get rick johnson on jt you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome yeah uh, I, yeah. I did one of these with john gregory it was so cool it was awesome to, to hear the story you know well, I'm, gonna JT. To, I'm gonna have to listen to that one yeah um so when do you meet brooks and become a driver or what do you were you getting into driving trucks for a living before then or how does that work well i, I started noticing the semis show up on the circuit mm -hmm. and but i also you know i wanted to be a mechanic and i'd go to races and i worked for a kid that that did um through barona i met a, a friend of mine named timmy and he was a kind of a really good amateur rider um loretta lynn's he got like top five mm-hmm Worked on his bikes. We ended up doing like uh, 125 West Coast Supercross. Yep. And we did. Um, remember those Mickey Thompson Ultra yeah. Crosses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did those, and then we did the. After those, we'd go run and hit a, a CMMC or a Caltrans or, uh, some of the local, you know, Southern right. California race. Yep. And um, and like the whole time I was, all right, I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to be a mechanic. I'm going to get on a team. Yeah. And but I kept seeing these semis and like wow this is right. these semis are cool. <laughs> I didn't have a driver's license, but I was like man these things are bitching. Right. So I I thought actually I think Danny actually told me and you make a good truck driver or something <laughs> like that you know. Told <laughs> me. Yeah, and uh, so I went and got my license and I went to the races and I'm mechanic for a few guys in '95. 96, I went to a couple races and, like, hey, they're, Denny would say, hey, they're going to get a semi next year. You need to go talk to them. So I I think I went and said something to Roger DeCoster, which was hard to, to get to him. Um, and he's like, look, you know, I remember he looked at me like, you're a kid. Like, you're – Yeah. Uh, we're, hiding, we're hiring an older guy. Yeah. And then Danny's all, hey, Larry Brooks is looking for a driver. You need to get over there. So uh -huh. I went over and talked to Larry. Larry's like, you're, you're way too young. Like I, I got to have somebody older. Yeah, like George, so like, like George Ellis. We need somebody like George oh, yeah. Ellis. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought about going and talking to Turner, and then uh -huh. I was like, eh, you know, I don't think uh, there was anything there. And right. then I think I met Pat Mirrors. 
yeah, at yeah. one point. Yeah. Talked to him for a little bit, and then uh, I just kept hammering, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And then in 97, uh, Larry got a semi. Yeah, first year with and them, I yeah. Called him. Yep, first year. I called him, and he says, you know what, you're just too young. Like, I, I, I can't give somebody this much responsibility mm-hmm. at your age because I was 23 or so. Right. 22, somewhere in there. And uh, I'm like, man, you know, I, I'll do you a good job. I'll do whatever it yeah. takes. He's like, yeah, you're just, you're just too young. So I just kind of gave up a little bit. Uh-huh. And uh, about, I think it was around the Easter break in Supercross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny calls me. He's on. He's on an airplane. I think he called me from the plane phone. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Right. Or, yeah, he, he texted me. I don't know. He, he got a hold of me somehow, or not texted me, taped me. Yep. And I, I call him, and he, he's like, "Hey, I was on a flight with Larry. Sat right next to him." And he goes, "Hey, do you still have that kid's number that wanted to drive my truck?" And, and Danny's all, "Yep." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to need him. I, I, I need a new driver, and I need him now." And so. Oh, wow. I hooked up with Larry, like, basically the next day after he got back. I, I think he was, I think I drove up to Chaparral, maybe, mm-hmm. or met him in El Cajon. Yep. Because he was living there at the time. And uh, he hired me right then. So here's you, the keys. Here's the truck. How much experience uh, had you had with your with your CDL? Uh, driving, a, like, a truck like that? Yeah. None. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you tell Brooks that? I mean, <laughs> did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll figure it out, right? Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, yeah, I could drive that thing. Sure. Yeah, I could drive. Been cross country before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no I never problem. Left. <laughs> I, barely, I barely went out of San Diego County. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, fake it till you make it, right? Um, so yeah, this is, I was desperate. I, I, yeah. This is what I wanted to do, so I was like, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Right. You know? Um, so this is uh, Phil Lawrence and Button and Dino Bambino and Paggio as mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was two other mechanics. Uh, remember, remember Ari? Yeah, Ari. Uh, Ari and uh, wasn't there an incident? Peter. Wasn't there an incident with Ari at Chichis in uh, Binghamton? I think I was there for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all there for that one. That's when. Uh, it was there was like three rounds to go or so. Right, before. right. You know, Larry. Had, you know, when we had interviewed, he knew I was a mechanic, and he had asked a few other people, maybe that I had worked for. And uh, he looks at me, and Ari gets arrested or whatever happened. Yeah, he got fired. Right. At, at the, he got arrested at that restaurant. Yeah. Larry goes, "Hey, uh, do you have your tools here?" And I go, "No." Yeah. And he goes, "Go get some tools. You're now. Uh, I think I was." Brandis is mechanic. Oh. <laughs> uh, you need to build that bike, and you need to have it ready by you know. Back then, I think we did we ride on Friday. Yeah, we had Friday practice then. Yeah, Friday practice or something. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So I tore the bike down, rebuilt it, uh, did the top end, checked everything out, and mm-hmm. went to the line with Michael Brandis and for a couple rounds. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> People were looking at me, you know, like right. I remember Watson. We're on the line one race, and Kenny's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm like, um, "Brandis is a mechanic now." And he's like, "Oh, okay, drive a truck and be a mechanic." Yeah, I'm like, sweet. Yeah, yeah, kind of doing it all right now. Right. No, that's Start awesome. Um, yeah. So '98 comes, and Larry and Dave yeah. Damron somehow 
they signed McGrath, and now you're driving a truck yeah. for the number one rider in the sport. Yeah. Like, me and Larry started, you know, he wouldn't say much to me during the season, just, mm-hmm. you know, like our good job, you know, or whatever. Right, right. Then he pulls me in the office, and he goes, oh, I want to ask your opinion. Like, he let everyone go, and I was stressed. So I was like, okay. holy fuck. Yeah. I only lasted for a couple months here. Yeah. I'm out. Like, holy shit. Right. And uh, um, he pulls me in the office, and he goes, hey, I want to ask your opinion. And I go, yeah, what's up? He goes, we can either take this 125 factory deal on and be the Yamaha factory 125 team, mm-hmm. or we can hire Jeremy McGrath. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, we, we can hire Jeremy McGrath, or we do this lights thing. I'm like, there's no way Jeremy McGrath is coming over to us. <laughs> no. I go, no. Larry, we're look where we're at right now. Like, we were in a yeah. little building at Chaparral. Right. His office was in the middle of the race shop, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what the, why in the hell would he come here? Well, he likes everyone, and, mm-hmm. you know, this is, he wants it to be fun. He, you know, kind of explained everything, and I'm like, I don't even know if Jeremy knows me, you know? <laughs> yeah. How does he know I'm fun? And and he's like, well, you know, he's he's been watching or whatever, and um, he really wants to do this, and we really want him. What do you think? And I'm like, well, yeah, you got to hire him. Yeah. But but if this thing goes bad, we're screwed. <laughs> you know, yeah. we are screwed. Right. Yeah. Everyone's going to let him down. Yep. Or or it's a clown show or whatever. Yeah. 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 It was a joke. We only have one chance at this. Like, this could ruin our careers or, for sure, our reputation. Like, this is, you know, this is heavy. And so they they hired him, and he did the deal. Yeah, and then once, wins the Supercross title the next year. Um, yeah. And, and the year after, and <laughs> the year <Yeah>. after. <laughs> the year after. Um, <laughs> it was, I yeah. try to explain to people. Because I worked there in 99, so Ferry does the first two nationals, and then uh, it's yeah. Lampson and Ferry, so I come over with him, and uh, we're driving together. There's no budget for me. I'm putting the truck with you, which I don't think you really liked, and I didn't like. I'm like, what? Well, like, No, I just, I had just, let you know, I had just fought to get, like, my own hotel room. Like, I just got all these things that, you know, hey, yeah. I, you know, come on, you know, I do a great job. Right. And then Larry comes out, and he's like, you now have a new roommate. Yeah, someone's driving with you in the truck. I'm I like, know. what? Yeah, you know. And, and I, they're like to me, they're like, uh, hey, uh, okay, so Ferry's going over there. You're going to go with him because you know you've done do, doing a good job. Um, yeah. You don't get any raise. You have no, no raise. You're working on the same pay you were at Nolene, and uh, you used to drive a box van around. So we're just going to put you in the truck. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> like I, I thought it was the same way as you. I'm like, huh? I don't want to do that, like, but I mean, I will. Yeah. You know, things are going great. I, it's a step up. It's a promotion to be on Chaparral for me. You know, but yeah, I'm like, oh yeah. my god, you guys. But this goes back to like working for Dave Damron, who quite possibly could be one of the cheapest human beings alive. Yeah, where, where I would mean, where would Dave rank on that scale? Do you think? I mean, I think he was spending a lot of money. Yep. You know, he was a dealership at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and. I look back on it now, and and man, to put out that kind of money and take that much risk was was tough. But some things, man, he. That's what like, I mean. Man, if you're if you're if, like if you're stepping over uh, uh, nickels to save pennies, I mean, come on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, you're well, in. He would, yeah. 
I loved it because he, you know, I want to do something really bad, like with a truck or do something cool. Yeah. And he'd he'd go, all right, you know, I'm going to tell you no, but what I want you to do is go out and give me an estimate. Come back and explain to me what you want. Give me the estimate, and then I'll tell you no. So I'm like, are you, wait, are you telling me no now? No, I'm telling you no, but I'm telling you go get me an estimate, bring it back, uh-huh. explain it to me, and then I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Uh, like, okay. And I, I did, you just didn't, uh, like, all yeah, right, I was yeah. confused. <laughs> Strange. You know? Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. Right, right. When it came to spending money, it was... Dude, one time you told me, and I don't know if you remember this, but you told me in 99, you're like, uh, you're like, hey, uh, Dave uh, Dave wants to refill the water bottles with ho- out of the sink of the hotel. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you remember that? I think they wanted me to go get like water, jugs of water from like the grocery store or something and fill them up or something. <laughs> you got Jeremy McGrath. <laughs> Well, that that's probably the time when we got our food, you know, no more food in the truck. Right. This is getting out of control. No more food. I was only spending $100 a week. Yeah. You know, that was our budget. Yeah. And and you can just buy for Jeremy. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and they're like, yep, that's it. So find out what meat he wants, find out what bread he wants, find out what snacks he wants, and drinks. That's it. I'm like, oh, Okay. Oh. <laughs> and I did that, and Jeremy's like, you know, he's looking at me, and I was like all bummed, and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, well, we're all hungry, <laughs> and I'm only allowed to buy food for you, you know? And Thanks. He's like, he, oh, he was pissed. Yeah. He pulls his wallet out. He hands me a, a big wad of cash. He's like, you just, you know, you take care of yeah. whatever you got to do, just take care of it with this. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, all right, food's back on, guys. Right, we can eat yeah. again. Um, yeah. back to the grocery store. Uh, I try to explain to people, too, like, so I did summer cross, which Tim Ferry won, by the way, dominated. And, uh, yeah. and I was Washu- winning truck driver that, at that race. Yes, you were, and I was winning mechanic. And uh, summer cross and Washugo with McGrath in 99 on Chaparral. That's the races that I did. Uh, and yeah. and I try to tell people, like, it was nuts. It was, it was uh he would walk from the lounge to the back, and so he would walk by the doors, and people would start screaming. Uh, oh, yeah. He would, you know, it was just, it was insane. He was the superstar of the sport. Um, yeah. And again, I only did two races with the guy on the team, but um, it was truly a crazy time, wasn't it? it yeah. It was, it was a lot of stress and a lot of work and a, a lot of, you know, we didn't have PR guys back then, you know? Yep, yep. So I would take him to the dealer signings. I would run the autograph session completely. I was like, his, you know, because a few times he had fans occasionally will get a little aggressive, and they've, they've over the years, I've you know seen a few guys try to attack a rider. <laughs> so I'd, I'd have to watch his ass all the time. Yeah, anything he did, just to make sure you know somebody'd get mad and mm-hmm. and go after him, or I would be the bad guy at a dealership and go, hey, we're done here. You know, you've, yeah. you've we've done our hour and a half or two hours or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, and the people. I mean, it just wouldn't stop. Nope. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was like working for a boy band. I know, right? He was he was such a such a star. It was it was in, yeah. insane. Oh yeah, they wanted to touch him. They wanted. I mean, you know, girls wanted him. I mean, it was just, yeah. It was it was uh, it was even if it, it's too hard to explain how gnarly it really was. Yeah. 
and I tell the same story too. And I was before I was his teammate. I worked for Birdwell, Ty Birdwell, and then the PJ one yeah, team in '96. And but my story is always like he would just see me around because I'd be around. Yeah. And yeah. the guy was the number one guy, and he would always be like, "Hey man, how are you? How's Birdie?" Or, yep. "Hey man, what's what's happening?" Or like he was. He was always, and I'm sure he had some dickish moments, and you maybe saw some of them. But man, yeah, I don't know. Like the guy, the guy was so cool all the time. Yeah, he was good with any working staff or crew yep. on any team. He knew their name. He knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, he would take the time. Where a lot of these guys are, who, and you know, would blow you off. Yeah, but he. He was always he was always cool to me, you right. know. I, I went to his was it I went to his ninety I don't know, he had a big party in ninety seven and I wasn't even really around his side of the group and right. and had a great time and talked to him and, and like you were buddies for twenty years, you know? Yeah. Always a cool guy. Um Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, you worked for some you've driven a truck for some other big names in the sport. And I'm sure yeah. at times you looked at them. You know, and one of them is RV, who's a friend of both of ours, and I still talk to him. But yeah. I'm sure a guy like RV, yeah. sometimes you're like, bro, stop it. Yeah. If McGrath can do this and, and McGrath did this this way, you can do it, you know? I don't know yeah. if there will ever be any anybody like that. Again? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I actually had beers at uh, – what were we drinking beers at uh, Salt Lake City? And me and Mitch were talking about that. Like, yeah. where are we going to get the next guy? Yeah. Like, who's going to be the next guy? Like, the sport's kind of in limbo right now. Of, yeah, a little bit. But even, you know, but even Dungy and RV, even Dungy and RV, they weren't, they weren't, they didn't resonate with people. They were more like a Stanton. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, for is, sure. But, you know, I think that's the, you know, we're creating those problems because these kids don't go to school. Yeah. You know, they're, they're isolated. They're, you know, they're homeschooled. Their social skills are are just, you know, like I yeah. I felt bad for RV because I mean, I known that kid a long time and, and we could talk Frank and mm-hmm. he would say all the time like, man, why do these people like me? Like he would really, <laughs> yeah. they would freak him out. Yeah, you know, yeah. girls would come up crying and he he kind of like grab my shoulder and go, why is this girl crying and what does she want? <laughs> right. I'm like, she's a fan. <laughs> She likes you. You're really she's good. Excited to see you. <laughs> right. You know, so you're her hero, and now she's she's emotional about it. So yeah. you you say hi, how are you, and find something for her. And yeah. he's just like, I mean, he was terrified. Yeah. No, I know, huh? You know? It was a it was a different deal, different different deal. For, I, I just think MC stands out above those guys. You know, for the way he handled that stuff. Yeah. You know, I oh, don't for know. sure. Yeah. He, he would say it all the time. Hey, my deal is I got to win these fans. Yeah. If I win the fans over, uh, the money will come. And when I r- win races, it's it's just an extra bonus. Like, it, it, yeah. And he's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People loved him. Yeah. No, even absolutely. When they, even when they win a lot and they hated him for winning, at the end of the day, they'd go, man, God damn it, he's good. <laughs> I know, you know, right? I still say, man, like, <laughs> Dude, those those like Minneapolis and Indianapolis and St. Louis in those races when he was oh, yeah. the man, they were unbelievable. He'd be in sixth, pass for fifth, yep. and it would erupt like like no other. Pass for fourth, erupt oh, for like no other. You're just like you're like, oh my oh, god, yeah. these people are insane. They're that's all they're watching. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
so okay, so you work for um, uh, Chaparral, and then at some point yep. Chaparral goes away, and then now you become McGrath Racing. Is that is that oh one? Is that oh two? When is that? Um, How many so that be the end of two thousand, but it really didn't happen. I'm not sure completely what actually happened, but I don't know. If, you know, Dave decided not to go racing anymore. And we started. Hear, I started hearing rumbles of that, that, yep. that he wasn't going to have a team anymore. Uh-huh. And I was like a little bit in panic mode. And um, uh, Larry and Jeremy at one of the Supercrosses pulled me in a hotel room, sit me down and say, look, here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to start my own team. Mm-hmm. You're going to drive the truck. This is what we got to do. And And... They handed me a paper. You need to get a semi. You need to get a tractor. We need to find a shop. We need to get tools. We need to, you know, all yeah, this stuff. Everything, right. And I'm just like, well, how the hell are we going to do this now? Like, this is during the season. <laughs> and he's like, figure it out. We're just going to start, you know, here's your list. We're going to start going. Yeah. And so we started, uh, we started, I started buying things, you know. Yeah. And uh, was this Bud Light? So this was Bud Light deal, right? This would be no. This would be uh, McGrath Racing, and our title sponsor was Mazda. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Mazda still wanted to go racing. Dave, yep. I believe Dave didn't want to go anymore. Yep. And pay for it. Right. So, um, we started building um, the team uh, that 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 2000 season. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it was 2000. Okay. Into 2001. Yeah. And then we started. You know, we went to A1 as McGrath Racing. Um, Mazda, okay. or is it Mazda McGrath Racing or something like that? All right. Thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right. Thanks. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Race Tech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. 
Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. I still say 99 when I, when I was there. Uh, Jerry Campbell really didn't like me either. It's really tough. Jerry was very angry at me. I think he didn't like Jerry me. Did. I don't think Jerry liked Jerry. anybody. <laughs> I was going to say, Jerry, I still talk to, to Jerry on occasion, and, uh-huh. and I, I had fun with him just because I, I made life a little hell on him. Yeah. Because he was so serious. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I fought, he, he would get so mad at me, and he'd go into Larry's office, that fucking kid. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Am I on a cuss? Yeah. yeah, you can. Oh. <laughs> that um, kid? He's got to quit screwing with me because I, I sent him to the line at one race, like because uh, it was like his first race. Uh-huh. And he was being he was just spun out, yep. being a dick or whatever. Right. I said, Jerry, what are you doing here? And he goes, Get my bike ready. I go, Fuck, everybody's at the line. You got to go. Your your race is up. <laughs> he grabbed his shit and ran down the stadium with his bike. Got down there and they were like, track walk was going on or something <laughs> stupid, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hey, didn't you uh, didn't you have a, a a flow flow pink sunglass holder? And you said, "Hey, yep. Jerry, like this company's coming." What's the story behind that? Like, what happened? So, some fan or somebody uh, gave me like these flow, or maybe it's a somebody just gave me a bunch of these flow green, yellow, orange, yeah, sunglass holders. You know, like you put on your sunglasses and then go around your neck. Yep, yep. Wrist, wristbands and, like, some watches or some sort. Okay. And they wanted me to give them to Jeremy. Right. Because people bring crap all the yeah. time to the races and right. give us to Jeremy. He needs this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I tell Jerry, I said, shit, we got a new sponsor, Jerry, and he's going to pay us a 1000 bucks every time you're on TV with this stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry's like, no shit. And I go, yep, every time you're on TV – you got all this stuff on the bracelet, the, the sunglass holder. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to write you a check for a thousand bucks. He goes, well, how are they going to know I'm on TV? I go, well, they're going to watch the race. And every time they see it, they're going to dock you down for a thousand dollars. So I, he put all that crap on. He went down there for the main event. And <laughs> I'm not sure because I never watched a race, but I had heard that he had like started walking around other mechanics that were on TV trying to, <laughs> <laughs> like get in there, <laughs> get in there, you know, stand behind them. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Um, and it, yeah, he 
Um, and you want what, to kill me after that one. Uh, Southwick, I remember one time Lamson, Lammy was going through some bad times. Lammy was not good. Uh, yeah, lo- that, lo- love Lammy, but he was he was not riding very well that year. He, he was a blast to work for, though. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the nicest Creed dudes ever. The guy I've ever met in my life. Yep. Um, I remember one time Southwick, he pulls a whole shot, and he's leading, and guys are just blowing by him. And uh, yeah. and Jerry comes on and goes, Larry, where, where's he losing time out there? Because I want to I want to help him. Um, you know, and Larry goes on the track. <laughs> That's pretty where, much everywhere. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Uh, still one of the best lines I've heard over a radio to this day. <laughs> on the track. <laughs> yeah. Larry well, um, was awesome, though. He, he was. He was a good dude. Um, and uh, okay, so. The MC team gets rebranded, and um, yep. Hey, how was so? Oh, oh, two thousand. Uh, yeah. Ricky wins Daytona. Oh uh, one. Oh yeah. one. Was it, wait. Yeah. Oh one. No. Yeah. Ricky won Daytona. Which is the year Ricky, what, that they swapped Anaheim's and then Ricky won the rest of them. Uh, was that oh one? That was oh one. Yeah. Jeremy won Anaheim one, I believe. Ricky won the next week. Jeremy won the next week. And yeah. And then Ricky. And then Ricky went on a spree. How was that around that time? That was uh, very tough. <laughs> <laughs> very on a personal level, it was hard because you know, like like, New like team Rick and... Johnson said in one of his podcasts with you, like you know, once you win, yeah, that's it. Like everyone expects you to win. Uh huh. And that is. 100% true, and I, I haven't learned. I'm better now, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you didn't win, you sucked. Yeah. You know, once you start winning, yeah. you know, it's it sucks. But, man, like, a guy gets second, and everyone on the team is, like, bummed out that you got second. Yeah, which is just crazy, you know? but that's the standard you've it's set. crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. But for some reason, we all, no one can be happy with second or third. No, you know? no. And I, I mean, I was tough on him then, and you know, we we actually had to sit down and you know, I had to kind of apologize to him because I was just, I was, I was pretty tough on him <laughs> because like, you're just used to winning, yeah. you know. You're like, what are you doing? You're almost bro? like a drug addict, right? On winning, yeah. And you're coming off winning, and and man, it's just you getting a, you know, I just wasn't mature enough to handle it, I guess, or yeah, yeah. It was tough. Yeah, really, right. Um, yeah, it was it was, it was uh, a shock. Um, so O two again, rough year for Jeremy. Arm pump. Yep. He was switching gloves. He was switching trainers. Oh, it was just. Yep. It was. We were going through trainers. We were, and I had to deal with these guys. You know, these trainers would come, and you need to go get. I, I was making all these shakes for him, and all these this diet stuff, and I'm I'm driving two three hours every race trying to get all these weird berries and crap and <laughs> to make these shakes that, you know, yeah. the trainer, cause he flies in, he doesn't have time. Yeah. And a few times I'd pipe up and go, this is just, this is out of control. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know? I remember like that. Oh, two, I was working for way and he would catch MC at the end of some races. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Like Jeremy oh, would just well, fade back, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, this is so weird. Well, they were dicking around with a bike a lot. Yeah, I would, you know, I, 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 they'd, they'd always ask my opinion on the bikes and, and setups and stuff, and, and I, I was very vocal that, you know, 
how come Ricky's bike's getting lower? <laughs> Bars are going lower and back. Like, he's doing everything we used to do. Yeah. And now we're doing everything everyone else used to do. Yeah. Our bike our bike got higher. Mm-hmm. Um, the suspension acted way different. You know, we were made, just we were going in the wrong direction. But, right. you know, oh, you don't, you know, you know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. And, it was it was tough to watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it happens to everybody. I mean, it all everyone loses at some point, right? It's all it's just a natural progression of racing. Um, yeah. So yeah, but we were losing it in a lot of different ways, though, too. Right. Which was tough. Yeah, yeah. Like you said earlier, like it's like one of those things where it's like there's so many things going on, kind of wrong here. Like not not just bike setup, but Jeremy himself, and like searching yeah. with trainers, and like there's so many things happening that it's not not working. Yeah. Uh, then so okay so MC's team folds at the end of O two yep. and you go to KTM. Well, how does that work? Because there was some weirdness well, going on. You didn't join them right away, right? No. Well, so the Yamaha deal went away, and then we switched to KTM. The the team did McGrath oh, Racing. Oh, it's still McGrath Racing. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So we were going to ride KTMs, which. Dude. KTM today and KTM back oh, then, yeah, which yeah. you know. Yes, yes. Holy shit, man. So what was uh, what was the first reaction you had when Brooks comes in and goes, hey, we're going to go to KTM? <laughs> well, we, we, we were, I remember this day that, you know, we were all, Larry pulled us all in the room mm-hmm. and goes, look, the Yamaha, you know, the Yamaha guys came down to, to the shop and, and had a meeting. I wasn't in that meeting. It was just Larry, Jeremy, mm-hmm. Keith McCarty, and mm-hmm. a few others. They left. Jeremy came out in the race shop, said, come in the, come in the office. So I went in the office, and he's like, we're, we're done with Yamaha. Um, we're going to go pursue another manufacturer. I'm like, great. Let's, yeah. do, you know, let's, let's do something different. Yeah. A um, week or two later down the road, they pull me in. Hey, here's our options, Kawasaki or KTM. And I said, you guys are out of your minds. <laughs> if you do this KTM thing, you're crazy. Yeah. And Jeremy and Larry are like, oh, don't be negative. This is going to be good for the team, possibly. They have a lot of money and da 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 da. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, we got to do this Cowie deal. Like, yeah. Ricky's leave. You know, I left. And, like, we got we to gotta jump on that. You right. Know? Right. Oh, you got to give it a try. We're going to go test the bike. This is the same bike that and, killed Langston for a couple of years when he moved up into, into 250s, you know? Well, yeah, we so, yeah, we go to the, the track and ride this thing. Larry's like, just just watch, don't say nothing, right? And and then tell me what you think afterwards. And Jeremy, you know, so he rides, and they're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm I'm laughing. I go, you guys are out of your mind. <laughs> he goes, I'm I'm. They're they're saying they're three seconds or two seconds faster, and I'm like, oh uh, yeah. Wait, this is a different track. Like, how are we faster? <laughs> you know. It's like they just wanted to believe it. They all just wanted to believe it so yeah, bad. Yeah, they wanted to believe it. And I'm like, I mean, you can ask Larry. I'm like, Larry, you guys are out of your mind. Like, <laughs> they, they do they have massive resources. This is going to be good. Right, which that's true. That's a good point. They did. Yeah, yeah they, they did. do. I mean, right. manufacturers are all like, I think they're we're all like big ocean liners. You know, yeah. we want to make a change. It takes forever to turn mm-hmm. the boat. Yep. Those guys are like speedboats. They're just, yeah, yep. no problem. For sure. You know, they, they can make a change quick. Um, so they're like, nope, this is what we're going to do. 
you know, you need to be on board. This is going to be good for the team. You need to look about the future. I'm all this is going to end in tears. This is going to be a joke, you know, and sure shit. Um, one day at the test track, mm-hmm. the, 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 the check valve in the, um, overflow. In the, yeah. Yeah. The overflow line. Yeah. Sticks, which they knew about and which they had corrected on all their bikes except for ours. Oh. And sends him over, separates his hip and we're done, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, no, because he comes back to race those world rounds. Well, yeah, and you—I don't yeah, think I, you were there, but dude, no, he must—he must have crashed in Arnhem. He was okay in Geneva, yeah. but in Arnhem, yeah. in practice and soft dirt, and between the main events yeah. and practice, I think Jeremy hit the deck like six times. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. this is not working. Like he's terrible. Yeah. So yeah, Larry was calling me that at that, uh, giving me updates the whole time that they couldn't get the bike running right. They had issues. I've heard two sides of stories. I heard they were our guys were trying to jet it like a Japanese bike, uh-huh. and the KTM guys were like, "No, you can't think Japanese. You got to think this way." Like, yeah, I know on paper it doesn't look, sound right, but right. this is how you got to do things. And for whatever reason, I, I guess the thing hardly ran. It kept bogging on him, and and ah, uh, so he comes back from there, and he retires. Yep. How how does that happen to you? How do you find out? Um, I'm at the race shop getting the truck ready. Yep. And, um, cause I put in a massive parts order from KTM. Yep. So I started getting everything put away and he comes in and, and says, first he said, I can't ride that bike. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I'm either going to retire or we're going to do something different. So we, we were going to, we started talking about maybe going to a dealership and buying every bike that was, you know, like a Honda, Suzuki, yeah. Cowie, Honda, you know, buying everything, taking it to Mitch and getting it done and then go test on our own and see which one we can go race with. Right. And I think the more he thought about that, yeah, at that's... his age, he was like, I'm, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I, I personally begged him. I said, let's put a cast on your arm, on your wrist. <laughs> I did. I said, let's put a cast on your arm or wrist for a while. Yeah. Show it to the media and just say you're out for Supercross. Let's regroup. Yeah. We'll spend the year. We'll regroup. Get another manufacturer on board, and then let's go race in the following year. It's not that bad of an idea, but besides a fake cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the part he didn't like. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. Well, dude. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it'll be good for sponsors. Because sponsors won't drop you if you're hurt. Yeah. No, for sure. You know? Yeah. Yep. But once you're out, they're going to go, ah. Uh, do we really want to be involved in this now? Well, yeah. You know, they're not sure of the future. Yeah. So uh, Larry goes, all right, we're going to – Jeremy goes, you're good. Don't worry about looking for another job. We're going to go to every Supercross, set up Anheuser-Busch, because we were Bud Light at yeah, the time. Yeah, Bud Light, right. They want to do a bunch of marketing with us and use me at bars and other things to to promote the, the brand of Budweiser. Mm-hmm. And uh, – so I was like, hell yeah, great. Mm-hmm. And um, shit, we went into that, I think, for the first two rounds, maybe? Because mm-hmm. he was going to do a little hot lap at the Supercross. Right, yep, I remember that. And I, yep, and we put the bike away, tear the tent down, put everything away, and go watch the main event. Well, at the third race, I think, or second race, maybe, he, he decided that was it. He's done. Oh, he, he, oh really? So he didn't want to do it? Yeah. 
yeah, he didn't want to do it anymore. So and you were, did you get did you keep getting paid or were you done? Uh he said he'd pay me until I found another job. Oh, okay. All right, so that, so, that not totally uh screwing you over. No. Yep. No. Not 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 really. So I started getting everything shop-wise. You know, he had let Skip go. Mhm. And he kept Larry cuz Larry was going to keep working for him. I think being his manager or something or Right. Or something, and then I was gonna have to just go find another job. And um, God, maybe like two days later, not long after that, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy called me and goes, "Hey, do you think you can go ha- help Chad Reed?" And I said, "Yeah, doing what?" Pat drives the semi. He goes, uh, "He wants to hire you to drive his bus." Mm-hmm. And I told him to you know to listen to you, and he'd help you out a lot. So I said, "Well." Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't. I knew Chad, but I didn't really know him that well. Right. So I went and met with Chad, and we, I don't know, we went to lunch or dinner or whatever, and and kind of hit it off. Um, and I started working for him, driving his motorhome and going to the test track with him. I do not remember any of this, and I was on Yamaha at the time. Yeah. Well, I, it ended in a bad way with Jeremy and Yamaha, so I I felt the vibe. Oh yeah. Um, you know all those guys over there, right? Not the mechanics, but just yeah, the higher ups. So I just felt, yeah, I better, you know, like I, I think I told Chad, like I'm gonna, you know, when you want my advice, you come get me or whatever. Right, right, right. Down. We want to watch something. We'll we'll do it. Yeah, I'll just hang out right here. Yep. So I I kind of hung out the bus. I tried to help with setup, but I got some shitty looks from some of the higher up guys, and so uh-huh. I was like, eh, I'll just. I'll just stay over here. I'll <laughs> speak right here. Yeah, over here. <laughs> I'll be here cleaning boots. Yeah, yeah. Pat yeah. Barron is like, hey, come over. Help set the tent up. And I'm like, eh. Eh. No thanks. I'm not getting the vibe. Um, yeah. So wh- how long did you do that for? Uh, I did that. Looking back, I should have I should have stayed with him. But um, uh, Larry and Jeremy both started calling me and saying, we're going to go work at KTM. It's going to be great. <laughs> you, you got to come over here, you know, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And they're like, oh, you're going to drive the 450 or the 252 stroke truck. Um, oh, was there two rigs? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lights rig and a okay. 250 rig, 125 yep. and 250. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I have to think about it. And, and I was happy with Chad. I mean, we were, you know, I think he liked me and, I liked him, and we were clicking it, and and uh, um, Larry called me, and I was just, me and my wife were about to have a kid, and uh-huh. he's like, dude, you don't have insurance. You know, I know you're buying your insurance. I'll get you insurance. Right. Through and I'm like, yeah. and he, like he, he hooked me. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Every time and, I try uh, to leave Brooks, you pull me back in. <laughs> yeah, so I went down there and met those guys. Which you know was hard to do because they were firing their driver. Yeah, you know they weren't happy with him anyways. But it also doesn't look good that they're firing him and I'm coming in. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care for it too much, but yeah, they were. They said they were going to get rid of him anyways. So um, I started up at KTM on the 250 team with uh, what was it, Grant Langston? Uh, yeah. Um, would have been uh, who was the other rider? We had another 250 guy. Oh, uh, I don't Joaquin even. Joaquin Rodriguez. Oh yeah, Joaquin. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good kid. Yeah. Yep. And 
Josh Woods, right? Uh, I thought Woods was 125s, but he wrote, yeah, he might have wrote 125s a little bit. Yeah, he dabbled in the 250 a little bit because the kid had, you know, he had good skills on a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was a And that was, that was, a that was 03, year. right? Yep, that was, a, yep. that was a, you know, I don't know, part of Supercross and Outdoors. I did that for them at KTM. Yep. Um, and then... And that was that. That's uh, that's Langston and Rhino going for the title. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. And yeah, that was Brooks was Team Rhino, and Mikey and Langston didn't like Rhino, and it was Boniface's yeah. front wheel got taken off at some point. <laughs> yeah. It was it was the I mean the way it was all ran and structured. Nothing against Larry, but yeah, it, it wasn't the same Larry as McGrath Racing Larry. Uh huh. For some reason, he changed his. It just changed a little bit. I don't know. I don't know why. Right. We never really, we never really talked about it, but um, it just it, the way it was all structured. I don't know if it was because the way the company was run or whatever, but it was two teams and it was yeah. horrible. No, it was really weird. Orange. Yeah, dude, you if you are on a race team and there's two teams on there, you are not. I mean, yeah, it's 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 miserable. Yep. So I pretty much let Larry know I'm not sticking around. <laughs> Once this is over, I'm out of here. Oh, did you tell him that? Yeah, yeah. I quit a couple times that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty gnarly. Like, like everyone, you know, like it, Rhino was Larry's buddies from way back in the day. You know, when they used to race against each oh, other. Oh yeah. And, and, and well, they were doing stuff with the bike, one side, not the other. Yeah. I had a carburetor that I had from Chaparral days on my bike. That was really good, if you know, at the time and. Larry's like, you got that carburetor still? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, bring it. And I said, well, I can't bring it. I'm at the races. And he's like, well, have someone ship it to me. Uh-huh. So I had, I had it shipped, and it went on Rhino's bike. And I'm like, man, you're going to make another one, right? And they're like, nope. I'm like, well, you can't put it on one and not the other. <laughs> you know, it's got to go on both bikes. It's got to go on everyone's bike. You know, everyone's got to try it at least. Right. And uh, Rhino ended up running it. Oh, uh, and then yeah, the GLs at Mikey or GL at some points looking over, going, "Hey, look at that!" Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it's it really, really weird deal. Um, is your relationship strained with Brooks still? How are you now with Larry? No, no. I mean, yeah. we weren't like strained, but we, you know, he could tell. I think he could tell I was frustrated. And, right. No, we're good. I, I, I. To this day, I thought you know, I thought you guys were people I, don't give him. I thought you guys had a little bit of beef, but no, it's good. No. Okay. No. Right. I mean, when he went and started that L and M thing, I think I was one of the first guys he called. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he he cornered me at that shit one of the races the year before he left KTM and said, "Hey, look, like I'm over this. I got to get out. I'm gonna I'm gonna start my own team, and I, I need you." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, well, once you get your ducks in a row and figure everything out, you know, let me know." And then once he kind of got everything situated. And he called me, and we met, and mm-hmm. I was just, I was a, a employee at Cowie at the time. Yeah. I got 401k. I got the whole benefit yeah. package. Right. I was like, man, I, I can't leave this right now. Um, you know? How does the Cowie job come about? Um, so during, well, actually, Cowie tried to hire me in, shit, 98 or 99. 99. Okay. Uh, I would go down there once or twice a year, meet with Bruce, and we'd go to lunch. And he's like, "All right, I got to have you. 
Yeah. At, What's it going to take? At some point, um, you took an offer to from Cowie to Damron, right? And they matched it? Uh, I actually like took an offer from Suzuki and Honda one time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that's the only way I could get a raise. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know he's not going to. I was trying to get certain things, mm-hmm. you know, a little more money, you know, my own hotel room, right. flights, stuff right. like that. Right. And, and well, we're not doing that. And I said, well, I got this offer here. Larry looked at me and goes, God, damn. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not going to be happy about this one. Right. <laughs> and if you don't like that one, here, right. you know, teams were calling me left and right. And I said, well, here's the one from this team. Yeah. You know, you can take them both in there if you want. And uh, that was the only way I could get, you know, ahead yeah. or grow, yeah. you know. Um, so. now, now, before we get into the Cowie thing, you you dispute my official version of why I got canned, correct, at Chaparral? Yeah, I heard one of your podcasts. Right. That, so what did you say? Okay, uh, so, yeah, I was working at Chaparral. I was supposed to work for Ferry yeah. in 2000. Jerry was yeah. going to be the motor guy, crew chief guy or whatever, and McGrath yeah. was the other rider. And yeah. I was working at Chaparral, driving from Newport Beach to San Bernardino. Nice commute every day. And yeah. um, Lovely 91. Yep. I was building the bike. This was late already. Like, we had done – we didn't do the U.S. Open, but it was late October-ish, and and uh, I was yeah. all set and working. And then all of a sudden, Larry's like, we got to let you go. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we just – we don't have any room for you. Uh, you know, and I'm just like, it just given me that a Mazda truck to drive, a TLD uh, Mazda oh, yeah. truck, and I thought I was just was nice. like, oh, I'm like, I'm in. And literally, I drove that truck for a week and they canned me. Now, yeah. I was bummed out. Uh, it kind of sucked, uh, especially because a lot of jobs were full. I was lucky to catch on with KTM, but um, in the meantime, at some point, I think Jerry or Larry, I don't remember who, told me, look, Basically, Dave Damron said, the owner, Chef Chaparral, Damron said, look, I'll give you all raises. There's three of you, Jerry, Larry, and you, B. Yeah. And uh, yeah. either Jerry or Larry told me this. I don't remember who. Uh, Damron said, we, probably Larry, because why would Jerry know this? Um, yeah. We're going to give you all raises. Uh, you have two choices. You can all have raises, uh, or you can have that guy over there working for Ferry. I'll take his salary, which is only probably thirty grand or something, and I will yeah. split it up. Uh, with you three, and you guys all get raises, but you have to do more work because, you know, we're going to be down one mechanic. And apparently I was told all three were like, yep, throw that guy overboard, which I'm not upset about that. Like, whatever, who cares? But yeah. that's the official story I heard. Yeah, I don't – for one, Dave never said the word raises. <laughs> Didn't come out of his mouth. Like, yeah, was, and it was never like, I'm going to give you guys all raises. Okay. So I just remember – uh Jim, you remember Dave's brother? Yep. You know, if you weren't working, you know, I'd have to go work in the store sometimes. Y- you yeah, know? yeah. If it, if if you weren't working, you were working somewhere. Yeah. Now I was an employee of Chaparral. I think everybody else was contracted. Yeah, I was a contractor, right? Yeah. Yeah, I you know even the mechanics a lot of times we would have to go you know assemble new yeah, bikes. Yeah, no. Or, uh, Paggio and Dino uh, both told me yeah they had to go build yeah. gold wings and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I would go do because I I, li- I like doing parts. I'd go in the parts room and start doing parts mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, stocking shelves. You name it. And uh, I-, I had heard, you know, Jimmy and walking around and like, why do we have all these people? And Dave, like, why do we have all these people? And they got two bikes. <laughs> you know, we don't right. need this, that, and, you know. Because I don't remember. Like, I did a lot of 
Jerry did a lot of development. Yep. And I did a lot of the dynoing. Yeah. Believe it or not, I was out there changing motors for Jerry and right. running them on the dyno. Like he was grinding, and then you know <laughs> he was kind of teaching me a little bit about grinding and yeah, you know we did everything. Yeah. And he was out there and like, I think we have one or two many too many people here. And <laughs> throw me over. <laughs> I, well, I don't think you got run over. I think you were the newest one. And yeah. So you were gone. I was not stoked no. on that. I'm like, what? It's like late October. Larry said yeah. I was good. I was set. Oh God, I was. It was a dark, yeah. dark time for me. Um, but yeah, um, yeah it's funny. It was. Uh, that's the story I heard. But maybe, yeah, maybe. But you never. You can confirm yeah. you never got a raise in in 2000. Uh, 2000, <laughs> unless I brought my, uh, you know, I don't know if I had an offer that year. Yeah. I know I you, did. Yeah. Unless you had an offer. Right. Yeah. So, if um, I had an offer, I got a raise. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. kind of an early time. Um, and so, okay. Yeah. So you're back at Cowie and 2003. Yep. So this is Stu and I don't know who the 120, guy would have been. Ron Cotter, maybe? Uh, no, uh, no, so they hired me in the end of 03. Oh, okay, for the 04 season? Yeah, they hired yeah. me for the 04, sorry. I started in, in, you know, I started in, I think, what was it, yeah. September yeah. of 03 at Cowie. And they had just hired, you know, they had James and they had Michael Byrne. Burner, I yep. believe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, it took, like I said before, it took us, Cowie had been pursuing me for, since 98 or 99. And, and you I were... kind of told told Bruce that I was going to stick it out with Jeremy until he was, you know, done. Yep. Uh, and, hey, touch it on Larry again. Like, again, yeah. I tell people the same thing when I worked there in 99. Like, there aren't too many people more intense than Larry Brooks. He was gnarly. He's all uh, – yeah, but I love the guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he, I love him. No, he's, I'm not saying in a bad awesome. way. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's – you look at him at a race and he looks – like he's going to kill everyone. Yep. But that's just him. Mm-hmm. He wants to win. Yeah. He'll do anything for his people. You know, um, he'll go to bat for you for sure, and he'll he'll fight for you. He'll drink a bunch of Mountain and, Dews. Uh, also, he'll drink a ton of Mountain Dews, or back then uh, pots, and I mean pots of cold coffee. <laughs> 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 like Larry, you want me to make a new batch? No, nope, it's good. Yeah, it's from this morning, it's four o'clock. It's good. <laughs> uh, remember, remember how he used to walk out of the tracks and like wave to like lappers and put his hands up in the air, like oh, right, yeah. in, right in the middle oh, yeah. of a start straight. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. I, you know, the thing he used to do, he'd go out there and you know he'd build all those knuckles everywhere. Yep. Yeah, he'd go and kick the like an on off. He would kick like the dirt. Yep. Up. Yeah. So he, I would go up to the you know because I videoed back then and. uh I'd go up, and he'd go, all right, you start looking for ambulance officials or anybody. <laughs> and as opening ceremonies are going on, Larry, you know, the lights are going, yeah. fireworks, whatever. Right. Larry's out there building knuckles, <laughs> you know, all over the track. And I'm just like, man, this is it's not good. It's not good, caught. Larry, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I used to be like, what are you doing? He's like, shh. And he'd be like, with his heel, just digging into the dirt with his heel. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, Brooks, you're nuts. Hey, Mar- oh, hey yeah. MC, eight inches over from the left, there's a knuckle. Yep. Hit that thing. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes he'd, he'd use them, and sometimes he wouldn't. Oh, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it was anything to get an advantage, that guy. Like, anything. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he, yeah, he's, um, 
He was a blast. Uh, Brian Barnhart on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Alpine Star Protects, uh, transport driver for the uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki team. Um, so you get the Cowie and Stu's there, and it's a repeat, basically, of the MC days, where you have the guy that everybody wants to see. And uh, yep. but James, James never really embraced it like McGrath. Well, I, I, that's, I don't think that's an understatement to say that. Like he, he's just he's not as outgoing as Jeremy. He's not that kind of guy. I think he's been in the spotlight, you know, since he was 10 years old and, and, and didn't really have the personality to really like thrive off of it a little bit. Um, you agree? Yeah. I mean, on the talking side for sure, but on the showman side, I think he was right there with Jeremy or maybe passed him up a little bit with the dancing and the showboating and stuff like that. But you stick him in front of a bunch of fans No, for him just to say hi, it was, He'd kind of curl up in a ball a little bit. Yeah, not gonna, not going to go well. Yeah, 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 um, for sure. Um, hey, I was always. I, and by the way, you got reunited with uh, with Tim Ferry, by the way, too. So, um, oh, I did. Well, at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, I, I was going to tell this. I tell the story a few times, but so you're at Kawasaki and. There's different managers there when you're there. Bruce is there, uh, and it's pretty hard not to get along with, with Bruce Mark Stern. Johnson. Mark Johnson as well. Yep. At some point, yep. um, Skip was a crew chief. He kind of came and went at some point. Um, yeah. And then Fisher, Mike Fisher, who's the R and D guy uh, for Cowie for yeah. 30 years, he comes over. Um, Fisher comes over to um, uh, the team, and I always yep. tell people this story. I liked Fish. I liked Stu. Yeah. I like Mitch Payton. You guys switched to FMF one year, and it was things got really weird there. Um, and yeah. I and I don't even know why, but I I tell the story that Stu goes undefeated um, at Cowie, and he doesn't like Fish. Fish doesn't like him, and it's the most unhappy yeah. team because I was around there because of Ferry. Yeah, for yeah. going twenty four and zero, it was the most unhappy team I've ever seen. Yeah, right. You agree? It just oh no, for sure. I mean. Yeah. He was- at that end, at the end, you know, I don't know if it was. Oh, Monster was there by I, now too. I, yeah, Monster was there. There yeah, by now. Monster yep. was in there, and he was on the podium, putting his hat on backwards. Hmm. Um, covering up the monster claw. It was just a. I don't know if it was the people around him because the kid got. He went from being, you know, humble and grateful, uh-huh. and you're just a good kid to then. I don't know. I don't know if it was too much success, too much money. Right. The people around him. Yep. The pressure. But he, you know, he, the grass is greener everywhere else. And, yeah. You know, everyone's better, you know. Everyone's getting this. I remember his dad saying to me one year, yeah. they're not putting him on TV enough. And I'm like, because he's 30 seconds yeah. ahead. He's 30 seconds <laughs> ahead. There's no race there to watch. No. You know? No. There's, you, they'll pan back to him on the last lap because he's going to. Yeah. Throw it upside down, but yeah. other than that, yeah. you know, there's no race there. Um, and he, I remember, he, I would be in the truck, and he'd come in, set his helmet down, you know, drink some water. We'd we'd make a joke, or we'd say something or another. Timmy would say something to him about the track, yeah. and then even before Fisher was back and everybody else, James is in his motorhome, gone. And I'm yeah. like, wow, this team, like they're just like, yeah, we won again, or good job. Like, I'm like, geez, yeah. this is not good. This is not good. Well, it really didn't. I mean, other than. Was J Bone his mechanic then, or no, Mike? That would have been Mikey. Mikey, yeah. Mikey, yeah. Uh, you know, I think he only talked to Mikey, and the rest, you yep. know, yep. He had made a few comments to me, and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, uh, I won't say anything. If I see something, I'll just 
<laughs> I'll sit back and watch it fail. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. If that's the way you feel, like he was just. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it, he wasn't happy. It was weird. Yeah. He, he... No, it was, yeah. It, it might be one of those things where he just, maybe a change was good for him. Right. He rode one brand for so long. Yeah. Some, I do believe in some of these guys that if they go switch to another brand, it might give them a few more years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, and I honestly, I don't, yeah. and I liked fish. Uh, I have no problem with fish. I've tried to do a podcast with him. He, he, he's denied it. He doesn't want to do it. Uh, I don't think he was too pumped at getting let, in, let go by Cowie at some point, but I don't know if fish yeah. was the right guy either. Socially, socially to, to lead a team. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a nice guy, but I don't know. Uh, I thought he was pretty good. socially. Okay. I mean, he yeah. was, he would, you know, he'd have his. I mean, every manager does. They have sure. their, their moments, but yeah, I know he would snap a few times. But yeah, like he seemed people, like he was. Again, I wasn't even around ten percent of the time you were. So you know, you're a better judge of that. Yeah. I, just, I saw sometimes where I'm I like, always, wow, geez, fish is really mad. <laughs> try doing this. Start connecting people with the era that they came up in. True. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So take Larry Brooks and Dave Osterman and a few. I'm not comparing them to, but yeah. I'm just saying. Right. You know, Keith and those group. you know, yep. they all kind of operated the same way. Mm-hmm. I've kind of noticed that, you know. Um, True. I think that was just the, the era of his, how he came up in the sport and the thinking and the yeah, yeah. and the way things were done, right. you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that's, a, that's all a good point. Uh, they didn't have a lot of media back then, you know. Nope. Have, TV like now and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think you guys all thought like, "Hey, James is splitting at the end of this year too." You know, oh, it, hell, yeah. it was right. it was clear as day, right? Um, <laughs> so then, yeah. then RV comes over, and you and him, you and him had a great relationship, didn't you? Like, I remember he yeah. would jump on your back and he would hit you in the face. Oh and yeah. Then you would throw him on the ground, and he's like, <laughs> you guys "Oh yeah." Good... All through his lights, kind of a crazy story, but I met him. And I didn't know him at the time, but uh, Jeremy had to go do an autograph signing in, uh, this is probably 98, mm-hmm. uh, at some dealership out in Washington. Yep. But we had, we had to take a boat ride in January. <laughs> Seattle was in January that year. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I said, I'm not going. He goes, you're, if I got to go, you're going. Uh-huh. I said, Jared, I'm not getting on that damn jet boat. It's, it's snowing out. <laughs> and we're going to go across this big, you know, it looked like the ocean, you know, out there in Seattle. yeah. yeah. He goes, no, you're you're going. Shit. So I, we go to this autograph signing, and he's all some some kid, and his dad are going to pick us up, and they're going to give us a ride back. And I'm like, oh great, like yeah, right. not planned right. out very well. Right, right. I'm on a jet boat. It is not good. We get there. I meet the dad and the kid, and they pick us up, put us in a van, talking to the kid, talking to his dad. Jeremy's, you know, yeah. talking to him too, and. And turn to find out it's Ryan Villapoto. <laughs> Funny, huh? <laughs> kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had brought it up to his dad, like his first year in lights. You know, oh, you're from Posbo. Oh, I had to go do an autograph signing. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere out there, you know, and he goes, oh, yeah, that, that was, was me. That was, I, that I, was, I, was, I picked you and Jeremy up. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Who's that kid? Oh, yeah, that's Ryan. That was Ryan. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. I always I wrote a story on him in Racer X a little while ago, and one of the things I talked about was, like, motocross to nations, you know, the biggest race ever, the final round yeah. of Supercross, uh, uh, the final national. The guy, like, yeah. he'd still backhand you in the nuts if you walk by. He'd flip oh, yeah. you off. 
Um, oh, yeah. He'd jump on. Like, nothing really affected the, the dude. I was always amazed at no. that. Yeah. And you could, you know, he's, you know, I could always, I was always honest with Jeremy. You know, I could tell him mm-hmm. anything and, you know, he'd listen and say thanks. And right. same with Ryan. You know, I could, dude, you, you know, he'd walk in the truck and I could tell he's in that, you know, that rare attitude he'd have. Yep. I tell him, take your ass, go back out to the rental car, sit in the rental car, <laughs> change your attitude, and then come back. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, you heard me, go. And he'd go. <laughs> Go sit in a rental car, change your attitude, and then come back because you're. Yeah, because it's you gonna, know, it's you're gonna have a bad day. You're gonna have a shitty. Yeah, day. you're gonna have. This is gonna end shitty. Right. You got to change your attitude. Right. <laughs> and you know we had that type of relationship. Yeah, yeah. He was mm-hmm. uh, he was a unique guy for sure. He was number one rider yeah. in the world probably, and he still yeah. was just kind of a goof off. <laughs> he was just kind of a jerk. Oh yeah. He's <laughs> pissy, yelling yeah. at people, telling people to f off. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, I, mean, I felt bad because, you know, the fans were a little rough on him. Yep. If, if they really knew how he was, but. Yeah, know, yeah. He'd get a hold of one of them damn monster bar mats. Uh-huh. You know, he'd, he'd run over the monster stage, grab one of them mats. If you bend over anywhere around him, he'd come up behind you, and I mean, he would light you up. <laughs> I mean, and this would be minutes before the main event. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he loved it. No, I know. He was he was he was funny that way. Uh never really acted like a lot of other big name guys, you know. Um No. Hey, we talked about RV and Stu and MC and everything else, but what are some who are some of the other guys that you really got along with well or or really respected or had a lot of fun with or whatever over the years? I mean, god, dude, you've had 1800 riders come through your trucks over the years. Yeah. Uh Jimmy Button was always a blast. Mhm. Um Phil Lawrence was that guy was awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Phil, that, uh, going to the river with Phil, I'll, I'll never forget those trips. And um, I never drove for him, but uh, right. Fro, yeah, uh, me and Jeff were, were really good friends. Um, uh, Tim Ferry was always awesome to see him go from you know factory to non-factory, you know, to doing what um, he did that three times. Yeah, three times. You know? Yeah, three times. Yeah, um, that was. That was awesome. What about when he tried to do a knack knack in St. Louis on the in practice? <laughs> <laughs> Broke his thumb. That didn't work out too well. No. Uh, hey, Larry, I just uh, did a knack knack. Came up short and <laughs> crashed. Broke my thumb. Yeah. No, he he was he was cool. Well, other guys, I mean, Will Hahn and you, you liked Will Hahn. You guys, yeah. really got along well. <laughs> yeah, Will was a definitely a. After, you know, the past year, a couple of years of Cali was kind of rough, and yeah, uh, he was definitely a, a was fresh air for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, and got me really excited again. And I mean, he was just he's all, he's still good friends. We talk all the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was, he's awesome. He was great. Chad when Chad rode for us so that little bit, you know. Yeah, uh, I did. I did enjoy that. I, I, you almost forget about that. Like as a, is, you almost forget about that era. That Chad and RV were yeah. teammates. They were teammates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, it sucked. It didn't work out. Yep. But uh, I, I did enjoy Chad on the team. Mm-hmm. RV would just ride my ass about it, but <laughs> <laughs> for sure, go. You know, he'd, he'd yep. always say, uh, "Go kiss his ass again." Yeah, I'd start laughing yeah. at him. No, I, I mean, I would come in the truck. He'd be like, uh, "You just finished sucking off, James." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, just right <laughs> yeah. now." It's finished. Yeah, yeah, here I am. Yeah, he he, he loved uh, he loved that. Yeah, 
No, for sure. Fake, fake uh, <laughs> shit media. Remember forever was shit media. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, a lot of guys, huh? Came through the trucks and stuff over the years. Yeah, like Lammy Steve too. Lamson. Lam- Lammy. Yeah, Lamson would do stuff in a rental car that would make you cry. <laughs> really? I mean, oh God, there's nothing like going down the highway at 75, 80 miles an hour and him looking over you with the, you know, no hands on the wheel or nothing. Yeah. Go. If I pull the emergency brake now, right now, what will happen? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And he just pulled the emergency brake, <laughs> and the thing would just start spinning out. Oh. <laughs> There's there's cars going down the highway. This isn't legal, Lammy. Yeah. I yeah. didn't care. He was jumping at uh, Steel City, the hotel up on the hill. Um, yeah. Back in the day, Lammy was, I think I, I think it was at Chaparral then, but maybe not. But maybe it was Husky. Yeah. But Lammy was doing laps in behind the hotel, like a moto track. And it was a hill, and he was just air, getting air. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, boy. That's probably not good. He, <laughs> we we were mobbed at that. Well, he was at um, Chaparral 99, right? Yeah. Yep. We went to Mazda, did an autograph signing. Like this big executive guy takes us, me, Lammy, we're all in these uh, future models of Mazda or something. Okay. And and we're driving down to go eat, and Lammy's driving. The big boss of Mazda's in the back. I'm in the front seat. Jeremy's in another car with Larry and everybody else. And... I'm like, Lammy, please, please, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> no, this this guy's in charge of Mazda, you know, and we come up on an off-ramp. He pulls the e-brake, spins it sideways, jumps off the curb, down the embankment while Jeremy's doing, like, the, you know, the, the ramp. Yeah. Cut Jeremy off, you know, and I'm just like, oh. And the guy's in the back seat just knuckled and, and white and oh, screaming, dude. what the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, God, here we go again. Yeah. Um, hey, something that we'll touch on before we wrap up here on the podcast, like, and I, I talk about this yeah. on my shows and stuff, like, the, you know, talking about Stu and Jeremy and, and RV and these guys, Chad, uh, whoever yeah. it is, these big-time guys, like, a lot of times issues with these big-time guys don't come from the riders themselves. They come from the wives, the girlfriends, the trainers. You touched on trainers earlier, uh, the parents yeah. or whatever, like, and you – a guy who's in the orbit of these great riders, but not not on the payroll of these great riders, just doing your job, you know what I mean? Showing up. Yeah. This You've got it over the years. Like, do you agree with me? Sometimes you're just like, I cannot believe these guys are listening to these people. I cannot believe the, oh, yeah. like, the influence these people have on a rider, you know? I'm just like, oh, yeah. do you agree? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, um, some of the riders I've, you know, when I first get around them and we start hitting it off or whatever, I'll tell them, hey, a thousand people are going to come to you. Yep. They're going to tell you a thousand different things. You need to pick a core group that you trust um, and let all the other shit go in one ear and out the other, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying just everyone has an opinion, Yeah. you know? Yep. Yep. And sometimes too many opinions can really mess up a rider's career or even they're uh, they're all fragile. Yeah. Oh, Even absolutely. Their, their mood's coming in. Yeah. Like I can tell when when they come in sometimes on some of these guys, and you're like, oh no, we've got to <laughs> oh, turn no. this around. This is not going to be good. Yeah. You know. Yep. And you know it could be one guy that just can affect somebody and get them in a bad mood, and then you're you're they're done. Yep. Yep. And. You know? And everyone wants to profit from these guys. You know, they want to get in their pocketbook, oh, yeah. you know, Ag- oh, yeah. agents and, 
chicks and you're just like, oh, you can see these guys going down this road and you're like, stop, stop going down the road. You know, and soon enough, soon enough, at some point, it, it'll be like, hey, Ryder X, um, these people on the team are not actually yeah. helping you. They're, out, they're screwing yeah. you. They're screwing oh, yeah. you. And you're just like, wait, what? Which we're trying yeah. to, we want you to win as bad as you want to win because it makes us look good. Why would we ever screw you? But nope, it always ends up at some point the rider is getting screwed over by somebody. And you're like, oh, yeah. man, you know? Yeah, it, it, hap- it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, just money changes it, people. Go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, as I say, money money is a big thing, you know? Some, some handle it well, and then some mm-hmm. don't, you know? Yeah. RV. You know, like he he handled it really well. I thought, you know. But having said that, yeah. you know, he had issues with his parents at different times. Jake did too. Weimer, you know, and yeah, you just yeah, you know, whatever. They've all worked it out and stuff. But yeah, it's it's funny to see. But they all, you know, one thing that happens that I, I the girlfriend thing is is tough because you know what? Well, you don't want him to ever have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, really, you know? right, right. They they all have to have lives, so. I see it every time. They always, everyone blames the girlfriend right off the bat. And you're just like, oh God, like, <laughs> yeah. what? You don't want, to, you don't yeah. want to have a life. Yeah. You know, you don't want, you want to put them in a box even more than they already yeah. are. Yeah. No, right. The, the whole lives they've never known anything but motocross and homeschooling yeah. and whatever. Yeah. 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 So you know, lay off the girlfriend, you know. Or yep. No, I agree. So yeah, it's a, it's it's tough. It's it's delicate. For sure. Know? Um. Well, thanks for doing this, Brian. I appreciate it. We could almost do a part two. We probably should down the road. You should save up a bunch of your best stories yeah. that you can legally tell. You know, yeah. we got to make sure the statute <laughs> limitations is it's been run out. So. No writers will be calling me the next week. No, yeah, we'll, we'll try to do a, a part two. But uh, uh, thank you for your time on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Alpine Stars Protects. Uh, appreciate it. Nice career in the sport. Well, wait, let me wrap this up. For a number of yeah. years, B, you've told. Not recently, though. So this is where I'm getting at. For a, yeah. a number of years, you told me, look, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm going to try to be a parts guy. I want to be uh, yeah. you know, something to do with the race team. I don't want to drive the truck yeah. anymore. And then all of a sudden, but I haven't heard that from you for two or three years. Are you yeah. resigned to driving now, or what's the plan? I don't know. I mean, I've been trying for the past you know, quite a few years to, to try to find somewhere else. And the economy took a shit, yeah, you know, and yep, true. In racing. And I don't know. I'm just at this point, I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> keep driving. Eventually, right. I'm driving. Like I'm here. Uh, you know, hopefully eventually something will pop up or someone yep. will say, Hey, we need a parts guy and he might be a good fit or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, or something, you know, inside Kawasaki. Sure. You know, I've, I've been trying to get on somewhere else, you know, internally in the company, and eventually something will pop up, or maybe I'll be some sixty-year-old guy out there driving a truck. You'll hopefully be, not. Hey, but. You, by that time, you will be as grumpy as George Ellis was because he was grouchy. God, George was grouchy. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, how's it going? <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, I learned a lot from that guy, though. Yeah, no, he's yeah. He was fun. The toothpick. The toothpick. Oh, yeah. Never. Scotch. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're. I mean, I'm in the same spot, B, a little bit. Like, I'm tired of traveling so much and, 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 you know, putting out some content and things like that. And I would like to look at what's next. But also, like you, this 
thing is working and it's making me money and this is what I do well. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, it, you're, so, it's it could be, you know, like I drive down the road and I'll see some guy like digging a ditch and you're yep. like, well, yep. it could be digging that <laughs> ditch, but uh, I went to, uh, I went to Starbucks the other day and like a guy my age is like, helped me out. And I'm like, he was super cool, but I'm like, I yeah. don't want to do that. Uh, I don't want to work at Starbucks with this guy, you know? So yeah. Like yeah, like you, yeah, you aren't you a little bit jealous though that those people, people like that, you know, our jobs are twenty four seven. Yeah, you know, like today, technically that could be off, but you know, I'm going to go finish polishing my wheels. Mm-hmm. But uh, you never can really turn it off in this industry. No, you know, no, no, absolutely. It's it's always on. You're always on call. Yep. And there's always something to do. So it's like, it's kind of crazy. I, I, I envy some people that. At work, when I'm at Kawasaki and I see it at five o'clock, they're yeah. like, they drop everything. They're like, all right, well, we're out of here, and yeah. you know, and you're like, no, I, I still got to do this and this and this, and <laughs> hopefully I can get out by seven or eight, you know? Yeah, but dude, I don't even know what that life is like anymore. <laughs> it's been so long, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but but you're doing podcasts and stuff like that and shows and no, trying I know. to line people up. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like I don't even know like what it would be like to turn your brain off at five and just go and enjoy life. That's really weird. Cause it, you, it's yeah. always just work. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's funny to see how long it's been, you know, you and I kind of, st- I started in 96, you started in 97. Um, and yeah. it's, it's really all we know, you know? So, yeah. Um, well, awesome, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Let's do a part two. Let's store up some stories. And in the meantime, enjoy those old podcasts yeah. that you discovered that I, that yeah, I looked you up for- with. <laughs> I, yeah, I I encourage everyone, young and old or whatever, go go listen to those and hear how it was back then and yeah, and learn your history of the sport because unfortunately we keep doing things that we think are new but they've been done before yeah they've been done in the eighties or seventies yeah you know yeah I know R J and Dogger and Bradshaw and these Dave Arnold oh, and yeah. guys like that you're just like wow that's it's great stuff you know oh yeah so. Um, awesome, B. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate yeah. it. We will see you at the next race, and uh, thanks for your time. Yep, I'll see you next weekend. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. 
I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,